आगे चल के कभी जरूरत पड़े नहीं पड़े वेमेन नीड टू बी फाइनेंशियली इंडिपेंडेंट इज वॉट आई सॉर्ट ऑफ टू कवे फ्रॉम दैट बिकॉज आई मीन देर देर इज नो अदर वे ऑफ बींग एनी मोर This week on questions I wanted to ask joining me is Shilpa Keswani Shilpa leads the gaming content partnerships for YouTube in India from studying engineering to being part of Femina Miss India uh being a television anchor to now working for YouTube India Shilpa has had a very very interesting career trajectory Shilpa and I speak a lot of things working women deal with good and bad getting back to work after pregnancy and how she's been handling work family kids and everything else that matter to her Welcome to questions I wanted to ask. Uh, this is such a pleasure to have you. I know it's it's taken us a lot. It it's taken me a lot of time to come convince you to come and talk. But uh, it is very very sweet of you to you know agree to do this. I know you don't talk, but I remember the last time when we had this conversation, and I told you we have to talk because the common topic is. women's lives and hum jhanda leke feminism ka jhanda nahi nahi gaadne wale hain and you said okay for that i'm going to speak so thank you so much yeah. for coming and uh, you know talking no, to me no thank you for having me like it's the pleasure is all mine the pleasure is all mine so you know i'm going to take a step back and just talk a little bit about you who you are of course you know uh, we are going to talk about the work that you're doing with you know uh, with so many of the so many of the creative people that you work with etc and the impact that you bring there you know along with what you're doing you know in personal life and managing kids and family and all of that stuff i think i just wanted to go back and talk a little bit about your childhood so you you were born in nagpur yeah yeah and born and in nagpur raised for i think uh, i mean i i i segregated like you know till till we, i was about 13 it was nagpur and a lot of the little towns in and around because dad was huh. uh, working in the government services with maharashtra and huh. then after 13 is when we moved to pune and then that was home so i called the pune journey as my conscious years sure <laughs> you know it's so uh, surprising that sometimes maybe before the 13 or the 12 the teens actually when they kick up uh it's the initial years which kind of lay the foundation of who you are yeah uh yeah. do you want to talk about your growing up in 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 you know smaller towns and you know nagpur and you know yeah. how was it sure so nagpur i mean i guess we don't call it as much of a small town today but i think in the mm. in the truest sense of the way we used to call it probably a tier 2 tier 3 city um up until a few years, years ago back, also yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like i mean it was it was a very close knit uh, sort of thing i think growing up uh, by and large you know going with the thread of uh, you know we we're, we're trying to talk to women about um, um you know how to sort of be and handle i think one of the things that i had um, uh, seen around me was a lot of strong women and i think my mom mm. landed up being a very very big influence in that I yeah. mean um like you know she was always like you know you guys have to pay attention ki english achhe se seekhni hai because even though we huh. went to really good schools i mean it was like you know chalta hai at the end of the day education huh. is education no one's insisting that you speak a language or you know pay attention to english and she was convent educated so she was like you know i have to make sure that the kids learn so actually like you know that was one part of it that um, 
I actually started learning English when we moved to Pune and we watched a lot of English movies because it was just mm. like you know you were a little bit of an outcast or the oddball in school if you weren't able to speak yeah. the language mm. didn't get your pronunciations right and stuff um and then the other other thing that I have in terms of memories from my time in Nagpur is how my mom actually fought all odds in order to sort of be the primary breadwinner um mm. what I essentially mean is like you know dad of course he he's always been the solid uh, foundation of the house in in various sense sure. of ways but with the government jobs and stuff like you know we know yeah, it's exactly limited how, income yeah, yeah it's fairly limited yeah. income there aren't yeah. many other sources that come in so it has to like you know mom want, was very progressive right from the beginning she wanted us to go to better schools and get us a better life rather than just living in the small pond that we were in because mm. of which she basically fought all odds and back then um she actually went ahead and opened a salon and you know uh, women opening a salon in our family at that point of time was really really looked down upon they were like naika kaam karne wale ho isme kya respect hai aisa kaise kar sakte ho kind of thing this is not mm-hmm. okay so all hell had broken loose but i had seen her be really really firm and said that you know i i have to be a double income household in order to help just, my family grow and go she ahead. wanted to be- yeah. give a better life to you guys yeah 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 so that actually has been one of the things that has stayed with me always so you know irrespective of aage chalke kabhi zarurat pade nahi pade women need to be financially independent is what i sort of took away from that because yeah. i mean there there is no other way of being anymore yeah 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 and and it is that foundation that has kind of led you to whether whatever you know you work you've done in terms of professional capacity uh, but the the main value or the main uh, you know objective that i have to continue to be financially financially independent is what has you know yeah. made you thrive so far yeah yeah like kisi ke samne even if it my if it is my spouse because he is my family mujhe mm-hmm. kahin pe bhi kabhi bhi haath nahi phailana hai ki aap mujhe ye dress lene ke liye paise dijiye ya ye उटलीवेबलू I had I had a year and we had talked about this I had a year in between when I had gone and studied and stuff like that so I had very little huh. income and getting huh. started your salary there wasn't much to save especially living in Mumbai and stuff like that and like you know at that point of time I used to ask him to give me like a recurring stipend on a monthly basis and I was like this is I mean this is hard yeah I have to be independent I know I mean tell me about it because every time I have taken a break or a little whatever little break I have every time taken from my you know consistent income or whatever I have yeah. felt that pinch ki uncomfortable I mean nobody is saying no and all of that but ek ek I think aadat ho jati it's as good as yeah. men earning right and the moment they yeah. stop earning uh, wo aadat chhut jati it it takes away your sense of freedom yeah Yeah it does it does and it curbs i i think it curbs you in so many ways it's not Based, just about yeah. you st- you start killing your desires your confidence also lands up taking a little bit of a hit i mean at least i had felt at that time yeah. when i was yeah. dependent on on uh, him for that year and a half and he yeah. is amazing like he would never bat an eyelid or question any decision and stuff sure. but i was just like 
शुड आई आस्क हिम फॉर द मनी बेसिकली यानी वही रहा ना कि बताना पड़ेगा कि मुझे ये लेने की इच्छा है एंड कैन यू हेल्प मी कैन आई डू इट माई सेल्फ Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think, I think, you know, even I started earning, earning quite early, and I feel that the person it has shaped me to become, right? Yeah. Ever yeah. since I started like earning at twenty one, twenty two, to what it, yeah. what am I now? The it's not just the sense of freedom; it's also the ability to take decisions. Yes. Ah, which is a very big thing because then that decision making kind of. pretty much i think follows through in every aspect of your life when you are yeah. making decisions for yourself for your career for your kids for your family yeah. i think pretty much everywhere yeah. right uh, and you are very sure of you know uh, then what to do i mean of course you will always seek advice and guidance and help and all of that stuff but that decision making does you know put you a little bit gives gives you that edge above and beyond yeah. everything else yeah and uh, i think it, it it is the confidence it just gives you the confidence to be who you are and shape your um i mean i think it it falls a little more in competence but it basically helps you shape your narrative the position yeah. you want to take within the family the position you want to take outside the society and or because you are independent you're able to say this is who i am i am not waiting yeah. for you to guide my hand or who my personality should be like based on your idiosyncrasies i am this is who i am take it yeah. or leave it and that yeah. is so liberating because i think men have always been able to do able it able to do that yeah 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 i mean our generation of women is just starting some of us are just starting to do that and it's probably yeah. the first or the second generation if i have to even take that liberty wherein that financial independence has come and you know yeah. uh, when i look at my cousins or my extended family who are you know in tier 2 towns or even you know who are living in metros or whatever and the women are not working i think the only yeah. advice i have for them or i always tell them is financial independence is important yeah. it doesn't mean yeah. anything else it doesn't mean yeah. ki tum husband ko se bade ban jaoge usse better ban yeah, jaoge yeah. kisi aur pe zyada impact ho jayega it's just for your own you know yeah. uh mental to keep yeah. keep yourself mentally sane yeah uh, uh but you know uh, so so i want to know so you actually went to college after getting married yes yes okay how was that like so I, what okay <laughs> so i got married fairly early as i would okay. like to i i think 24 uh, was fairly early uh, when we did get married um by then i had just about finished engineering i was working with a television um uh channel in mumbai and then i was just still, still trying to figure out what to do next and my parents were uh-huh. like would you want to study ahead i was like do teen saal ka experience lete hain uske baad dekhenge kind of thing and then i landed up meeting my husband and then you know i think one of the things that really struck me in my early conversations with him and his family was that uh, i may want to study ahead like is this something that you are willing to support because it may not necessarily be in the city that i am going to be so married so it was an arranged or, marriage it was yeah okay okay yeah, lovely so it's like huh. yeah so it was like you know i think i think um, that essentially what like really sold me uh, to the idea of you know that you know marriage is not the be all and end all of my life i could find a partner who was supportive of it so like you know i think uh-huh. after like two years of being married i went and pursued my mba went to canada and then we were figuring out whether we wanted to move there or come back but then he was very mm. clear that you know a lot of lot is going on in india from his career opportunities so i should come back but yeah, yeah i mean i 
honestly like you know i think uh, one of the things i was sharing with you also when we were talking like you know one thing about uh, lean in that stayed with me that uh, cheryl sandberg had written was you know the most important decision that you make in your life is the partner and i'm like i couldn't yeah. agree more because more. i absolutely i live it every yeah. day yeah and in fact you know um, i mean because mine was also an arranged ma- marriage uh yeah. the notion ki agar aap arranged marriage kar rahe ho to then your partner would not be compatible or wo aapki dreams yeah. ko fulfill nahi karne dega ya you yeah, know yeah. he will not be pa- is is so wrong because aisa nahi hai i mean men are equally educated and equally yeah. exposed yeah, yeah. and progressive yeah. and it can be as yeah. beautiful as you want it to be uh yeah. it's just that the guy needs to be right and needs to have you know clarity yeah. uh in fact to that like i also land up adding like you know i think we women and i can generalize a little bit because i've been through this journey you know as progressive as my parents were they were always like you know we want the girls to eventually settle down find a partner and stuff you know yeah. to be able to just like move ahead in life mm-hmm. um and when i completely agree that you know having a partner helps you sort of open your horizons think a little bigger you know push a little little a little bit on little your boundaries huh? and stuff but then you know the time it takes to find the partner i think I wish we could say this to the parents and I wish we could say this to the girls that don't rush into marriages don't yeah. rush into the first partner you land up seeing and meeting and I know not everyone has the luxury to do that yeah. but yeah take as much time as you can in finding the right partner because that is really the make and break of the rest of your life or the the way your life post marriage is going to sort of shape I don't think so I could I could put it better in a much better way because when I wanted to move from a job to entrepreneurship or whenever I want in fact this podcast when I wanted to do it has always yeah. been the husband who's like oh you why don't you do it and you know yeah. just that push from the house it means yeah. the world to you um, yeah absolutely and it's so beautiful because the other day i was i was doing another uh, you know podcast call and one of the guests also spoke and she's she's not married and she spoke about how her father has been like a very very important part of who she has become today yeah. uh, he's chill he's cool he's okay for yeah. her to come back at one or two at night but that's given yeah. her wings and i think it's equally as much as as we can become progressive and this thing the partner needs to be equally i would say secure uh, yeah. enough you know for you to uh, yeah. to 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 fly actually but yeah. so you you so you guys stayed apart uh, you know when you were in canada and he was in india yes yes and and yeah. obviously there were no kids at that time no no kids at that time no kids yeah. at that and then you yeah. came back and then you joined google yes yes okay so okay. right after right after business school i mean once we came back was when i had to start looking at opportunities i had always had inclination around working in media i always enjoyed uh, working very closely with content and then it was just yeah. like you know about finding the right opportunity and just the amount of time we spend like you know i'm i'm literally bringing the connection that you know we take time to find the right job based on our skill sets based on the yeah. culture of a company and all of those things yeah. um you know i took a reasonable amount of time before i actually circled on uh, the opportunity became that came up in youtube lovely lovely but i i want to step take a little back uh, you know a step and talk about even before ndtv there was a little uh, period when you actually participated in miss india Before Zoom, so I was with Zoom. Sorry, with Zoom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. act. So this is fresh, fresh out of yeah. college. Uh huh. I'm just saying that 
in during engineering you decided that you want to try modeling or you know uh, being in the fashion space that's that's when you know you kind of took that switch or decided to try that so actually i think a little bit of the modeling thing that i had started doing was really for kicks honestly um, mm-hmm. i did it right after my 12th grade also in between mm-hmm. uh, because uh, in between the admissions for engineering and the 12th grade exams we had like a good four months that happened and there were a bunch of mm-hmm. these random contests that would come up and my parents were like why don't you try and do something if you want to and oh. like you know i'd always look at it because femina miss india was was this big thing the that would big always thing, happen yeah. like i would yeah. i would sit and watch like i think it was every girl's dream to be on the stage kind of kind of thing and so mom and dad were like you know, That yeah, and questions it, are asked, and you are like, "Oh my yeah. god!" Yeah, 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 yeah. And like every time, like you know, uh, we uh, we would land up seeing, and you know, when the opportunity came, mom was like, "If you want to go and try, give it a hand." Like, uh, you have time right now. Um, and then I I didn't really think very much about pursuing it further. until mm. i think i reached the fourth year of my engineering and i was like you know what i really do want to see if i can give it a shot at miss india i don't know what it would be like and yeah. parents only finish your fourth year finish your final year finish your internship and stuff and then i'm okay to get you started on that and yeah. i think i think that in itself showed how progressive they were like you know um, yeah. you know coming from at least in my head like you know coming from the background where the family had resisted mom going ahead and starting a salon to yeah. my parents being you want to fulfill your dream go ahead like you know at best what a year into 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 trying to figure yes. out what you want to do next yeah. um and that and like you said like you know the family push you know when when the parents yeah. are itself very chill about it you're like i want to give it the best act because i'm not fighting against any odd in order to try and do it this is yeah. i want to do the very best that i can and yeah that was that was a really fun year i i am glad i did uh, something like that because otherwise it would have been very plain jane life otherwise you know engineering ke baad job and then you know eventually get married and kids and stuff so yeah it gives a little more color to my narrative when i'll probably sit and talk about my about, <laughs> about my kids or grandkids later but you know i remember you telling me that you participating in femina uh, you know miss india also led to a lot more opportunities and while so, it was a it was like a diversion from the normal thought of uh, you know career path or whatever you yeah. would want to call it but yeah. i want you to talk about it because you know we are so especially as indians we are so uh, attuned to thinking in one singular way yeah. right we don't yeah. try yeah. we don't matlab engineering karna hai mba karna hai and job lena hai yeah. more or less of course things are changing now and especially yeah. in case of women because you know you are always like oh biological clock koi na koi clock tick tick ho hi rehti ho hi rehti i'm sorry koi na koi clock tick hoti rehti hai hamesha kabhi shaadi ki clock bacche ki clock i mean even when you have kids it's like the day clock it's like oh my god ab ye khatam karna hai wo khatam karna but tell me was there no hurry ki matlab abhi oh my god like ab mere ko ye karna hai but ye diversion Okay, what was in your mind at that time? See, I think again, like you know, it literally came that parents were so supportive. So I was like, yeah. let's take it one step at a time. One thing I was clear after engineering, and I am still very happy about that decision was I'm not going to be a core engineer in a day-to-day nine-to-five job because I just mm. didn't see myself getting there by the by the time I finished my fourth year and stuff like that. I mean, mm. I still did like decent from a student point of view. I um, I was a reasonably good student, but then I was just like, I will not be the best in terms of application and. 
this was one of the thing that had always been in my head that I don't want to be average at whatever I do. I want to be sure. really good at what I'm doing so that I never have to drag my feet to work uh, at the end of the day because I'll spend mm. the best of my energies at work, right? At the end mm. of the day. Um, mm. So like it was, it was more like an agreement that we had with my parents that, you know, I'll take this year where I'll focus on moving to Mumbai, modeling, giving it a shot to Miss India if I win the title, then I will give it another couple of years in the industry and see where it goes. Mm. But if I don't win the title, I promise we'll just figure figure the next course of my life. But for that time, it was a one-year plan that we wanted to sort of agree on. And fortunately, mm. I came up in the top five of, uh, uh, of the Miss India. I was supposed to go for an international tourism pageant um, that kept getting delayed. So then after a point, it was like, you know, okay, now the patience is sort of running out. I actually mm. anchored for the television uh, channel before I started uh, the job with them also. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say like, you know, going to Miss India was probably one of the best decisions I made, which mm. the parents facilitated so much because mm. I don't think I would have been able to open my open the size of my opportunities that much if I had just stayed within Pune and had been looking for a job in and around over there. At least from yeah. the background that I came, we hadn't traveled a whole lot. We hadn't like, you know, we had a reasonably good social life, but it wasn't like, Oh, you know, itni sari kar sakte hai. Just it's a normal middle-class upbringing. It's a normal middle-class yeah. upbringing wherein yeah. you only go or thrive agar academically aapne bohut achha yeah. kar liya hai. Matlab, yeah. uske alawa koi rasta nahi pata hota hai hume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and academics was always very, very important at home. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, this opportunity that the, the parents enabled was just like life-changing for me in every way possible. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you, you, uh, I mean, you did Miss India, then you went, got married, anchored. you went to Anchored, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know got married came back yeah. sorry did your mba came back and then joined google yeah. uh, and then i think a new new kind of chapter of your life started because you had your yeah. kids uh, you had your elder one yeah. uh, what almost 7 years back 8 years back uh 6 years back 6 years back yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and and uh, and so this is all through with the job yeah it is it is yeah yeah and did you did I you mean, have i think a- it was Sorry. Sorry. Did you have a plan like, you know, that, okay, now I've joined the job and no. then after some time I'm going to have a, have this, the, the first child and then I'm going to give it a break and then have the second child. Like, was there a plan? No, I don't think I have lived my life on that many plans. Honestly, it's been like, huh. you know, one step at a time. I think the only thing that I was clear about right uh, at the beginning when we were getting married also was like, you know, I'm not going to have kids jaldi say immediately that's really not going to be the priority I'm still very young I want to try and figure out more opportunities I'm agreeing to get married just when like I think I was getting started from a career point of view so it was it was like and and fortunately like you know my husband was very supportive of everything he's like yeah we'll just take one step at a time when we feel we're ready we will get to the point of wanting to have kids and stuff like that so there was never really a hindrance from his or even even from his side of the family ever that you know abhi ye karna hai, abhi wo karo kind of thing. it was like as long as the kids are happy that's all that matters so I think that freedom and I was telling you also I feel very very lucky and very very blessed that we've I've had the kind of family support that has come in through not just my parents from my in-laws as well as my husband to be able to enable me to make all the decisions in my life that I have made so far but so yeah, kids happened when we thought we were ready. It was, I think, sure. 
a year and a half into uh, into the job it wasn't it wasn't planned ki you know i will start my job and then i will have a kid it was not not mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. but just like i think it felt a certain thing about feeling settled came in for both of us where we found a rhythm yeah. with each other and we had done all of the traveling that we wanted to do um i finished uh, at least the goal that i had at that point of time around my studies and stuff like that so it was like okay now we can consider and then it just happened but but did you did you were you worried because you know maybe so after one and a half years of being in google it is still yeah. fairly uh, early yeah. early time right were you worried yeah. ki you know the moment i will go on maternity leave i'm going to lose out on opportunities maybe my growth is got going to get stopped or stunted or like what was in your head at that time so i think i i, I think two things were there i mean one was of course that i had a little more confidence having been through as many um, points and experiences that i had collected that i will be okayish um, and especially the organization that i was a part of like you know they were sure. always very supportive of uh, people with families and stuff like that there was always sure. room given and it's very like a impact driven environment if you do the work it doesn't matter whether you are giving face time or how many hours you are necessarily putting in it sure. what really matters is the impact that you drive at the end of the day and if you fulfill that it's it's fine like you know you having a kid not having a kid does not make it a separate benchmark to assess you against how you will be performing against the peers and stuff so that was i think a very very um, comforting feeling comforting. that i will come back to the same place that accepts and acknowledges and welcomes people with families and that's stuff that's very important but, yeah yeah, yeah. But, and that but, that sort of cushioned it but the amount of insecurity that i went through from the time of like you know i think the third trimester when i had to start mm. handing over my work to not being 100% sure of what i was going to come back mm. to was just like it was like mind boggling uske baad yeah. it was like will life really be the same will i be actually able to come back and work with the same gusto as i did before the kid i mean what will really change in my life kind of thing and i think yeah. those insecurities brought in various mood changes and stuff like that in me but then i think i think 6 8 months after being back it was it was like nothing changed yeah because i think I, again like you know i i mom says that you know uh, god is very partial to you and i probably uh, believe in it in some way right now is because i was also gifted with such fabulous managers who were like yeah mm-hmm. you do what you need to do in the way mm-hmm. that you need to do this is what needs to be accomplished i mean we don't care it how, how it is yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but so yeah. you were so you resumed like after what 6 months at at that time yeah. was it 3 months yeah. i think 3 months it was 3 no, months no, at that no i mean i i i think google has always had uh, a much months? better uh, maternity policy maternity so at that policies. point of time uh-huh. we had 20 weeks when uh-huh. uh, it used to be a 3 month mandate in india i think mm-hmm. the 6 month happened much later yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. i had yeah. the 6 months at that time to come back it just had been a very very lucky time and a lot of my insecurities were put to rest once i came back to work because i I also recognized that when I came back to work that in a matter of 4 to 5 months the world mm-hmm. doesn't really change except for like yeah. in situations like a pandemic the world yeah. doesn't really change as such that you can't pick up from where you left off i mean just the sure. way we are able to pick up conversations with close friends i think work is just that and yeah. i don't know how we can probably 
emphasize this to more of our female partners and peers mm-hmm. who are not sure when they have to whether they can come back to work whether they need to be the primary care caregivers because you can be an amazing primary caregiver when you have a purpose in life which has to be beyond just the kids and you yeah. know there are lots of things i was reading yesterday just a headline like you know there are too many things that probably will make you a bad mother but only yeah. you know what is the right formula and right equilibrium in order to do justice to your kids i know yeah. for me I would never have been a happy mom if I stayed at home as with my kid as the center of my universe. I would not sure. have done justice. I think I do more in the 2 to 4 hours that I get dedicated with them than the 12 hours waking hours that I would have with them. Yeah. So so it was not like there was no fear when you came back. Of course there were fears but you kind of kind of worked on them. There were lots of anxieties. Yeah. yeah, there were lots yeah. of anxieties, there were lots of insecurities. There was always like, you know, will I fall behind in 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 the race compared to my peers? My promotion will get stuck because, you know, it's it's been 6 months since I have been out of the workforce and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I think what what it also forced me to think is like, you know, let's look at the larger picture. Yeah. I did take the 6 months because I made a personal decision and yes that is what lands up happening with a lot of us women when we want to have kids and stuff like that but yeah. that doesn't I mean a year here and there at the end of the day does not really impact in the longer run yeah I mean you yeah. could have I could have taken that one year as a break to go on vacation I would still I mean that time would still be the gap in between where my work is so it's yeah. literally like you know we have to make peace with it So this is work front but what about the 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 kid the elder one uh I mean why you worried that oh my god how am i going i mean now when you look at it lagta hai ki sab acche se ho gaya no problem and all of that but yeah. especially when you're the first time mother right and second yeah. time i guess it it normalizes a lot more but first time you're way more anxious you also don't yeah. know how to handle the child yeah. you yeah. you're not sure of things yourself right yeah uh, yeah Were you so when you were at work and at that time obviously we were none of us were working from home. Uh, were yeah. you worried when you were in office? Were you worried about what is going? What is it going to be like? Lots of things starting from your feeds to like food to whatever. Is he going to miss me? That that quintessential question that is he going to miss me? Is he yeah, is he going to yeah. be attached to me? Did those questions come yeah. to your mind? So of course, I mean see the. I mean we cannot run away from those questions yeah. they're there because yeah. I mean at the end of the day we had a kid because we have the love that we can shower on another human being so like yeah. you know there was the perpetual guilt that would be there am i huh. doing enough you know is is the kid okay and stuff but like huh. you know that's what also brought in the other side of me with like security cameras at home and i'm like <laughs> you know, watching the kid on my phone yeah. when i'm at work uh, every time i have a break i'm calling up the nanny and checking in and um, yeah. you know seeing how how things are and then when i know i have a predictable schedule in the evening if i don't really have like a lot of meetings packed up i would say you know why don't you guys come over here we'll go home together in a rickshaw or something like that becomes an outing for the baby as well as uh, i get mm-hmm. to spend that additional 15 minutes so we did all of that and i mean see we can't escape mother's guilt yeah we will be guilty for you think anything so? and everything we can't escape it can we mm. i have not been I able mean, to yeah we can't i, I don't know who has been like i want to meet that person who is zen enough to not have any mother's all- guilt All I know is women actually always working on this. Like, a kaam mil jata hai. I think the moment you yeah. become a mother, 
this is one yeah. like it's like self self working on self right working on yeah. your confidence or working on your health it's like another job that you get okay now yeah. i have to work on my guilt also no this yeah. is okay this is not okay it's like that yeah so i have not overcome my mother's guilt i am perpetually uh-huh. guilty about it about something or the other in a day that yeah. i would be guilty about and then i want to try and overcompensate but i think like i was saying earlier also like you know there has to be what what works for you at the end of the day for me i was sure i want to work i want to have my financial independence and i want to have a purpose outside my kids life because for me again like you know i think what helped me take a look at it was from a bigger picture point of view kids will in in 5 or 6 years the kids start going to school they're yeah. gone from 8 o'clock till 3 o'clock what do i do with my time then do i want to be a homemaker it's absolutely fine if i was the kind of woman who was comfortable being a yeah. homemaker but i wasn't yeah. i always yeah. wanted to have a sense of I, my own identity which is different from my kids and separated from my husband at the end of the day and mm. i had to make it work like because i just decided that's how it has to be but but do you get that thing now especially because your uh, elder one is is six you know and that that yeah. phase where you're sending them to classes and in your case maybe your yeah. soccer or you know all of those things yeah. are not personally there to take the child most of the times yeah. of course of course you, know, you have assisted uh, help wherever uh, and there are mothers you know in those classes who are there and you are not there do you sometimes yeah. worry about that part where oh my god i'm not able to take my child to like i had to make that conscious call ki mai i won't be able to send my daughter to those six classes right and i don't want yeah. to uh, some extent yeah. i'm happy yeah. sending those two classes where i might yeah. go personally or i might not go personally yeah. but i'm yeah. okay with that so did did those thoughts come into your mind Yeah 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 like i would so i used to send my kid to soccer uh, when of course you know we were still doing physical classes and stuff mm. like that and initially i went in and sat for a few days and i was like this is just not scalable so i st- stopped going and there were times when the kid would come up and he's like his my friend's mama came but why didn't you come did you you didn't see me hit the goal and stuff and you know as heartbreaking as it was and so one of the things that also stayed with me going all the way back to my early years was that when mom used to work mm-hmm. in her salon there were days she would work till like 11 o'clock at night we mm-hmm. have gone and picked her up from from her salon and said that you know let's go home and stuff like that i have mm-hmm. um you know i have consciously gone and spent my afternoon with her after school because she would not be able to come home and spend time with us and you know again like you know there was a luxury that it was a smallish town and i could walk mm-hmm. to where where her work was and stuff like mm-hmm. that but like i have seen that she made those sacrifices which is what has shaped my work ethic it has shaped my moral responsibility towards towards the work that i have taken on any commitment that i have taken on so i'm like i am hoping that with the trade offs that we are making with that little guilt that we encounter i am giving my kids the the foundation and i have two boys so i am giving them the foundation that mom also needs to work and sometimes it's okay for some trade offs to happen for the very important stuff my parents will be there but it's not like my parents will be available all the time and that is okay yeah because i mean it's I also leading by yeah it is absolutely exactly it is leading by example i want my kids to be able to support their partners whether they're girls boys whatever eventually they choose to be but they have to support their partner in whatever choices they make yeah. and respect the commitments that they have and like and follow it with example themselves so you make a commitment of going to a class you go to the class irrespective of who's coming and who isn't 
Yeah, I mean, it's also, I mean, I guess conscious parenting because you have two boys and you've been blessed to have an amazing partner. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you somewhere at the back of your mind, you also want to equally raise, you know, uh, yeah. gentlemen or boys who who value the the woman's work and yeah. woman's actually equality as much as you know yes. you do. But are, yeah. are there any conscious steps that you do take towards that? in feeding that thing because obviously we are all going through that change right from a patriarchal to slightly moving yeah. towards a neutral setup i mean yeah. we're just yeah. at the beginning so i mean i think again like you know it's uh, i think i have a wonderful partner who's helping lead by example lead in such a way example. like i don't have yeah. to consciously say anything like you know when i have a meeting my yeah. husband's willing to step in if he doesn't have any other commitments to you know help take care of the kids like we have partnered 50/50 on diaper changing to taking the kid out for walks mm. to be able to put the kid to sleep or you know even through the terrible feeding times and stuff like that so it's they've seen that this is not only my mom's job it is something yeah. that my dad also steps into doing so so far haven't had to do anything very conscious so far um i guess when they start chattering in school and certain conversations will come up we will figure it out yeah. um, the girl phase yeah yeah when when those happen and you know i think my my little one once had said like you know mama's always in the kitchen i was like dude i am not going to go to the kitchen <laughs> i am going to step out of it yeah. i was like you guys don't want the good food i'm making the i am not going anymore <laughs> So you are so you are between what 10 to 5 6 whatever and I know you're very particular about your timings you are yeah. on calls work and then you're cooking has this pandemic been difficult it has been difficult at many levels yeah i think it's yeah. tested our mental resilience more than anything else yeah um yeah. i mean i feel like you know during this pandemic being at home and not being available for the kids has been harder than actually yeah. going to yeah. office and uh, not being available to them because for them it's like when you're visible you're there right yeah. now you're visible but you're not there and like you know when statements come in that but mama you're always on a call but mama you don't talk when you're on a call and i'm just like how do i set the ground rules and how do i plan this better that better. they don't really take that away like i feel a lot more disservice is happening to the kids and our relationships with them because yeah. we are always at home at this point of time and there is no way yeah. i can shut the door to a 6 and a 2 year old right now yeah, i mean right. i have to keep an open door policy for them to walk in and then you know there was something very interesting another uh, partner of mine was talking the amount of context switching we women have to land up doing like you know just switch context attend to the kid come back attend to the food come back is just yeah. remarkable yeah it's remarkable It's yeah. it's actually more than remarkable I think honestly I feel after one year of doing this it's yeah. tough and let's admit it's it really it's hard. not easy and I think we, you and I yeah. have spoken about it that especially yeah. the last one year on how we we we're actually all just 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 about striving to compartmentalize yeah. ourselves whether we are working on yeah. ourselves or our work or the child or sometimes a relationship yeah. with the partner because you know in all of this bichara wo husband to last mein last priority hota hai i mean yeah. most of the yeah. times yeah because you have yeah. kids and then you know in all of this you're also constantly you want to read and you you know you want to learn yeah, yeah. and you want to i mean yeah. it is and as much as you know anyone would say i think uh, this pandemic has been probably the most difficult for these kids because 
while like i heard somebody you know tell me two days back that oh you got such a wonderful opportunity to stay with your daughter i said yeah. no i mean uh, honestly it was the worst because you're constantly on calls and the child is confused yeah, yeah. the message yeah. that the child is getting is yeah. that you know mother and the father it's not just the mother it's equally the father yeah. because the father is also yeah. on calls yeah. right it's yeah. not available when i'm there whereas the message was yeah. something else earlier yeah. so yeah i mean the fact that we have to all admit that it has been difficult is all there and then you know we try and mend this year onwards hopefully yeah it's warped their reality completely like the other day my little guy comes and he's sitting next to me and he puts up a pillow on the bed and he puts up a pillow at the bottom and he starts whispering and he's like mama i am working i am busy and i was just like that is what their role play has become this Bing. is what they are seeing and like you know i think it is both sides of it where it is great that we are seeing like i have a two year old so it's wonderful to see his milestones from this close but yeah. then not being available all the time has also been the tricky part like that transition we used to get is so much more acceptable because the kid knows when she's out of sight she is not there for me but when she's back she's mine now yeah. i'm just like i'm here but i'm not here and like with with being able to set boundaries about not taking calls after a certain hour or not being on the laptop or on the mobile after a certain hour it's just it's harder said it's it's uh, easier said than done i mean that compartmentalization just doesn't happen quickly enough and, and this team was on the phone all the time all the time yeah uh mine yeah. one has you'll be very happy to know mine one has started saying guys welcome to my youtube channel <laughs> <laughs> as a mother it's very terrifying <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> my husband is like literally rolling his eyes and looking at me and saying okay yeah sure yeah. this is definitely not coming from me <laughs> yeah but yeah, I uh, like i think our mental resilience has been tested in every way possible way. and so yeah. has the kids and i think it's also like in some way making us also reprioritize in certain yeah. ways and say yeah. what really matters at the end of the day like you know when you yeah. look outside you like there are people who have lost their livelihood there are there are people who were forced to stay home and stuff like that and on the other and spectrum not have an earning where, not have an earning on the other spectrum we like we're still fortunate enough to have the kind of work and jobs that can be sustained through a pandemic like this because we are doing it online so it's like also the counting of blessings that has come in yeah 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 but you know i think one of the biggest realization has also been the fact that this is going to be tough and the you know we have to as women we have to stop being hard on ourselves and accept yes. that this is tough accept yeah. that you know the compartmentalization that happens in a day in your head between yeah. the various things that you're doing is going to yeah. be tough probably tougher yeah. right now but accept it it's just easier to handle then uh then yeah. you know fighting it out uh yeah. and you and i have spoken about it and i think you know every time i've spoken to you i've somehow you know felt relatable because i was like oh my god uh you know it's not just my life coming to this shilpa i want to talk about you know you've both at work and at home you've spoken about support system through your pregnancies through work through through the different career shifts that you've had or you know jumps or whatever you want to call yeah. them uh what is that support system and how has that support system helped you 
both at work and i mean of course you've spoken professionally uh, personally about you know your husband being one of your biggest support system but i also want to talk about the support system at work and how has that yeah. helped you whether it's mentors or whether it's you know sometimes even uh, personally the friends or the groups that you you know you are constantly sharing your rants or thoughts or whatever this thing yeah yeah i think honestly anshu like my biggest support system has been uh, the family where they have given me the mental freedom and peace to be able to do what i need to do i mean we both live fairly uh, far away from the parents even when we were in mumbai with the kid and stuff like that i was relying on uh, a, a nanny who was wonderful with the kid but like you know after the first two three months of the support that my parents gave me um, after the baby i mean i had to be on my own so i think one of the biggest things for me had been the confidence and the comfort that my partner gave me in any decision making that i landed up doing in terms of whether i wanted to continue work whether i wanted to sit at home how long i wanted to take in my mat leave and stuff like that and i think that that mental peace is what sort of became the biggest um guiding light for me as to how i wanted to go ahead and do it like you know a support system means different things to different people but yeah i i had to just find peace that you know i'm not going to have family who will be able to help me take care of the kids so like how do so. i create the ecosystem around me and again like i think fairly lucky financially to be able to hire staff who i can rely on and trust and stuff like that but i like i had a nanny but i also hired another lady who would keep who would be the backup of the nanny just to make sure that yeah. you know, if if it is two people there is very little chance that anything wrong will happen with the kid because there's always a backup if one person is tired and stuff like that you know those kind Ek of things chutti liya to dusra rahega <laughs> yeah and yeah. like and ek ek ke upar ek additional nazar rahegi yeah. you yeah. know i mean you hear these really really disturbing Horrendous stories, stories about, you know yeah. how uh, how staff is with the kids and stuff so at least in two like you know there is going to be more peace and order because you could you could uh, ask the other person how things are so i think that and I I I actually consciously and not after the first one and sure but after the second one is where I started feeling more in terms of like you know getting to a stage in my career where I want to be scaling up and you know this is the time to sort of you know climb the uh, corporate ladder and stuff ladder. like that like what are the things that I need to do in order to handle my anxieties what am I not doing right and I hmm. think one of the things that came in constantly was that you know maybe I am not uh you know the best at talking about myself i think that's also like sure. you know the way we culturally have been raised fundamentally yeah. we don't you know self promote and stuff and i think that is one thing that struck me when you know again it was at an offside that there was this i am remarkable uh conference happening where you know there was al- always this emphasis on talking about that if you're stating a fact it is hmm. technically not self promotion so this is and something that google does Yeah so we had it as uh, an internal program and I I think it is also external um uh, if you do a google search on it it's just about sure. you know how you sort of recognize what you're what you're good at and be sure. able to communicate that and as women we uh, you and I were talking about it that you know we have this yeah. uh, stat i think where you know if a boy feels like you know around 60% of the capabilities match the job description then they think that they are a good fit for the job and yeah. we basically they're fantastic like 90% yeah they're fantastic for the job and like we look for that 90% fit before we'll say yeah and i think it all came in like you know when it came to asking for promotions and um and just asking for like you know your your space under the sun in the organization and the team and stuff like that yeah. so it's like yeah. 
like you were saying that you know the constant work has to be done on ourselves and we have to be kinder and we shouldn't expect others to notice us we have yeah. to do the effort of making sure that we are noticed and the only way we will be noticed is when we put ourselves out there out there when we yeah. speak when we speak about what we have achieved and what we are capable of and like you know to think of it like you know i mean um not not to take away from the women who may have had this hard and stuff but like you know even from a manager's point of view when they're working with 10 when they're working with 15 people they're yeah. not going to fully be aware of what what is what is the depth of the work that you have achieved you have to go ahead and tell them you have to get so you i think we women have to stop thinking of ourselves as victims and run yeah. away from opportunities yeah. just because we're too scared we have to take them head on and say this is me tell me if i'm really not good enough and if there isn't a good reason then you're good to go right but what if what and if i'm constantly getting that fact that getting that voice in my head which says i'm not good enough in spite of the fact the that voice, i might be then then we seek the external help because why is the voice in your head constantly telling you that you're not good enough have we gone out and checked what our market value is when we go and apply for jobs and for yeah. uh, interviews and stuff like that like you know um a manager may end up thinking like let's 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 actually not even make it make it about corporate let's look at it at home like you know you have we have staff who comes in who helps clean the house and stuff like that until they land up asking for a raise how many times have we voluntarily gone ahead and given them a raise how no, many times never. have we voluntarily given yeah almost never right Yeah. So it is exactly that at the at the end of the day when we are in the working environment we have to ask for our raise we have to request for be, being seen as somebody who has done xyz and sometimes like you and I were talking about like you know I don't think that the people we work for are going to be insensitive sometimes they're just yeah. not aware and we have to take on the responsibility of Will making them aware of something that they are saying or something that they are doing is going in in the zone of like some sort of unconscious bias and it's just about making that one tweak in the correction like i am sure when we are in groups of friends where we have the boys and the girls and stuff like that we are able to make these statements but we have to yeah. treat our working environment exactly the same way the same and stand up for ourselves why why go into a shell if somebody landed up saying something uh patriarchal as such let's correct yeah. them then and there yes Yeah I mean this is so profound Shilpa because I think and I have to admit it that I've myself gone through that journey wherein earlier you know any anything patriarchal or misogynist that I used to hear I used to just yeah. go back into my shell and say okay yeah but you know never I did I think that that person that man or a woman is also the also the product of the same patriarchal society yeah. i am part of uh, yeah. yes some people might not agree to what you think or your thought but there are actually some really wonderful men or women who will agree to your point of view who will acknowledge yeah. accept or some and actually sometimes work on it yeah. uh, what i think as women we fail to do is that in organizations and especially you know at workplaces i'm talking about that if we have an issue uh we do not go and talk about it we do not yeah. raise and we are not yeah. specific in terms of our feedback right we will get yeah. emotional about it we will get uh, you know we'll take things personally but rather than doing that i think one of the qualities as all of us as women should learn is how to be less emotional about yeah. a fact that you are stating but just stated state this as a fact yeah. and then things automatically and naturally you know start looking better for you yeah 
and i think i, I think what what that comes with is like you know we need to as women have the confidence to be able to counter that but but tell me yeah. something so so you 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 know google is obviously this really wonderful place to work you know especially the the way you describe it right of course we all know google is a, one of the best places to work in the world <laughs> uh but uh, i think for me i've heard so much about you know about the place and especially the india team this thing but you've had like more uh, men that you've been working with or it's it's like a equal good number of women also i think we've had it fairly balanced i think mm-hmm. uh, i mean we we take as much care of diversity as uh, um as 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 it is said to be i mean it's been a fairly balanced team i i mean look look at our leaders i mean our ceo is a woman at the end of the day i mean it's mm-hmm. uh, um it's been very very balanced for us internally Hmm. but but what has what has been your learning because you know so far i've always worked either at places which have been very skewed towards men or women or professions you know sometimes so when you're working on talent side managers are mostly women but you know at the business yeah. level it's mostly men uh yeah. however you know in, a, in an organization like google and youtube uh it's i think fairly balanced uh what yeah. what is the difference like in terms of you know uh do you feel that uh it's easier to because it's a equal like gender distribution it's easier to share your ideas or it's it's fairly personal i think it is i mean honestly i haven't had to think about it as long as i have worked here it's been like every voice is welcome every opinion has been welcome in fact it is encouraged that we will share our um our point of views and things because it's a very very collaborative culture i don't think it has to do anything with male female or any other gender for that matter it's just as long as you are good at what you're doing you'll have a place under the sun in the organization um a lot of our our apprehensions come because of our internal mindset just you just the way you were saying there's a little voice mm. behind our head that would land up saying so we have to work on overcoming that um as women overall i think we have to try and overcome that and try not to play the victim card which in some cases i have felt we have landed up doing yeah. um and i say that not because there are no victims i say that from the conscious awareness that you know my mom refused to be the victim because she was willing to be strong and raise her voice against uh whatever oppression she was getting from the family and not want not not them not supporting her starting a business and stuff like that at that point of time or even plucking sure. us out of nagpur and moving to pune when she thought that the right opportunities for her kids will come in over there she's always been the strong one at home who stood up for us for herself for everybody so when i've seen that i have seen the fruits of her being able to do it instead of sitting in a corner and crying about the hand she has been dealt because she didn't pick up the pieces and fight for herself sure. um so that essentially just stayed with me and that's i mean if i if there is anything i would want to give a give give back to the women who may be listening to your podcast yeah. and you know any any female peers that i have is if you think that something is not going the way you want it raise your voice against it it doesn't yeah. mean that we have to you know file cases or go completely batshit crazy in that way but yeah. start with the change by saying That's no to things thing. that you're not okay with yeah yeah smaller i mean actually smaller forget about the badi revolution ki baatein ho rahi hai that's a that's yeah. a big thing i'm saying even you know at at 
on a everyday basis uh, there are steps there are narratives that you can choose to own yeah 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 Wonderful. and like if if we're comfortable if we're comfortable being homemakers then let's be happy about it no one is forcing us to but if somebody is forcing us let's raise the question why sure 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 i mean this is this is so interesting because this is coming from you who's who's while there while there in a very fairly gender neutral organization but you've had your journey in terms of you know trying to take those different different jumps in terms of career the kind of childhood you've had wherein you've seen a very very strong mother figure mother you know uh, who's led you by example but tell me in all of this shilpa where do you come how do you center yourself how do you unwind how do you take care of yourself and i want you to talk about you know that i know it's difficult especially the oh last gosh. year and yeah. uh, we we've, we've all struggled with taking care of ourselves yeah. you know in the last year but uh, yeah. what are the smaller things that you do to be able to take care of yourself and why should you do that so i think a few things that i sort of um, set up and i mean i wouldn't say i was perfect at it is uh, something that i've done better this year right now starting in january than i did a lot of it uh, in the last year was that you know i started compartmentalizing i was like 7:30 to 8:15 before the kids school starts before i need to start is my time so i had a i sat down had an agreement with my husband that you'll take care of the kids during this time and get them ready for school I will go down for my walk because that was really going to be the time where I was not surrounded by anybody no one needed to talk to me I didn't need to talk to anybody because like we were talking about you know last year was all about like you know you're on this little you're a hamster on this on this wheel you're waking up you're getting the kids ready for school you're 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 doing the work as soon as work is over you're spending time with the kids and then you're either so freaking tired by the end of it that you want to go off to sleep or you after 9 o'clock 9:30 when the kids have gone to sleep you sit with your spouse and have some sort of conversation and then go to sleep but where is the time for yourself in all of this and which is like i think it was reaching a point where i was like i was seeing i was getting snappy and i was snapping at the kids and i was like this is not what i need let's find what is it that i need what works for me as as peace of mind for myself which will keep me in a better mood for the rest of the day and then i sort of set these compartments like you know it uh, 7:30 i would go down for my walk i'll come up i'll make sure that the kids are ready i'll do a book reading with my younger one and stuff around 9 9:30 is when i will start my day during the day i think i will have it as less oops, less interruptions as possible but like you know by and large pull in my like 9 to 5 5:30 at the very least 5:30 as far as possible shut the laptop hang with the kids and then pick up work later on if there is something to continue or otherwise hang with the husband and then you know just figure what i want to do but that one hour that i get in the morning is sacrosanct like that is my peace that of mind and i think it's just time yeah yeah and like you know i think just mentally creating a routine has sort of helped bring in the predictability of what will work and what wouldn't and then on the weekends as far as possible whenever it is possible i would just like you know be laptops down phones away i mean there is a joke at home that like you can never find your phone because every time you'll be like oh i had to dunzo that where is my phone somebody get me my phone and they like you spend more time finding that phone of yours than doing anything on it but that's wonderful as far as you're managing to stay away from it yeah because like i think if somebody has to call they'll call i mean yeah. i am sure at this point of time i think we've all sort of 
realize the boundaries of the weekend when it comes to emails and stuff like you know if there is something urgent i will get a message and i will get a call it's okay yeah. for me to not constantly check my emails like i have been able to at least you know break away from that anxiety of not constantly wanting to be on social media and constantly checking my phone when i get to it i am doing everything i'm available on twitter i'm looking at my instagram i'm looking at my emails i'm doing my whatsapp i'm having my calls and stuff when i'm on i'm on when i'm off then i'm consciously trying to be as offline as possible sure so i think uh, you know uh, compartmentalization consciousness and maybe that one hour of creating that uh, routine Yeah. creating that routine or discipline is is what you'd call and yeah. i mean that's that's i mean that's one of the most common things i've heard as we come towards the end of the podcast that one of the com- most common things that i have kind of found in all the women that i've i'm talking to is that importance of that routine or discipline and you know just religiously giving it to yourself and in the long run that kind of pays to you because uh that's that's your only time or that's your thing and you yeah. do take conscious efforts towards that self healing or uh, whatever you want to call it yeah. meditation exercise whatever you do whatever or some some women i know are dancing but uh, whatever but that 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 is like a common thread and which is wonderful and i think it's important especially in in the current times that that we've led in the last one year that yeah. we don't lose kind of track of that uh, yeah but uh, thank you shilpa this has been a very 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 enlightening uh, and you know a nice chat because uh, i i normally you know tend to i've i've met or i've spoken to writers directors uh, women in different creative spaces and entertainment but i think having the point of view of somebody who's who's moved from an arranged marriage from a normal upbringing to an arranged marriage setup to you know to to actually chasing her dreams and staying by it and thriving in it is is what i think is a representation of most of the women in india uh and uh, uh, which is which is we all need to kind of somewhere uh, you know uh follow through and not give up so thank you so much yeah. uh for coming on the podcast doing this and it was wonderful having you thank you for watching this if you've enjoyed this conversation make sure you hit the like button comment what was your favorite part and also subscribe to the channel don't forget to press the bell notification to never miss a new episode because we have a lot more coming uh this podcast is available on spotify apple google jio savan by the name questions i wanted to ask you can listen to it wherever you like link will be in the description You can follow me on social media Instagram Twitter etc and all the links are in the description thank you for watching i'll see you in the next one